Yeah. I love my HBCU. And Bob? I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU. And man. I hope my team they won one. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man. I hope my team they won one. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I tune into the HCCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they won, keep tap. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, he know what he be talking about. Mike and Charles, they know what they be talking about. They compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they won a loss. And who's the ball? So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes, sir. and pay attention because he's going to teach us. This is Dr. Camille with Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is on assignment, or maybe I should say Charles and I are on assignment. And you're going to get the full experience. You all said y'all want to know what it's like to be celebration mode, the quiet before the storm. As you know, it's not really that quiet. We have a Hall of Famous. Walk in here, see if I can give you a little bit of the fireworks that's going on. Yeah, I told you, we're going to give you everything. I got my buddy in the house, Charles. Just had a Jackson State football team walk in, of course. Little, little fireworks comes up when they walk through, so the show is here. The show is here. <laughs> Welcome to episode 220 of Inside the HBC Sports Lab radio show and podcast. The show that's covering the sporting HBCU dash for all things HBCU sports. From institutions large and small, from the NAIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU sports, the business of HBCU sports as well. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, along with my co-hosts, Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. We're filming from our studio, and when I say this studio, we're filming from the College Hall of Fame, right here in... Atlanta, downtown Atlanta. We're seeing everything take place. Yeah. Hall of Fame. If you haven't been in here, you need to put this on the bucket list. If you haven't come to the celebration earlier than Friday, you need to get in early so you can do this. We're going to give you some backdrop so you'll get a little piece of what this is like live. So we'll give you some of that in terms of what's going on. But with that being said, let me pass to you, Charles. What are your thoughts on everything going on? Before that, I need to pay for my sponsors, which is today's episode of Inside HBCU Sports Lab, sponsored by THC Agency, LLC. THC Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. We see our commissioner, that's Commissioner Charles, right in front of us, getting pulled by his dollar, so I love it. He, he is being in daddy role as he's trying to take care of business, so it is a blast. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what do you I mean when you talk about the festivities around the Celebration Bowl, uh, this is what it's all about, the bowl experience. Uh, both of these teams, South Carolina State and Jackson State, uh, they're getting a first-class experience here uh, with uh, the, uh, the Celebration Bowl. So really uh, enjoying all the festivities around the College Football Hall of Fame. And, and really to be in the College Football Hall of Fame, there are uh, HBCU players that are in here. So the guys get an opportunity to tour around here and take a look. And I tell you what, it's going to be a really fun experience. Well, let's get right to it. Hashtag Travis Hunter. Was that just a little bit of a big news that hit yesterday? A little, 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 little bit of big news. A little bit of big news. Charles, it has something to do with Jackson State, Coach Prime, the Tigers, Jackson State University, and a young man, five-star, named Travis Hunter. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, it was a, a, a signing that I think shook up uh, college football, shook up you know, national news yesterday, the signing of five-star prospect uh, Travis Hunter uh, coming to Jackson State. Dual threat uh, from a standpoint of a defensive back and a wide receiver, but uh, you're talking about something that made national news beyond uh, the HBCU stratosphere. I mean, they were talking about it all over from CBS to ESPN to ABC, wherever, but uh, the, it's a very unique experience. A five star that is committed to an HBCU and is committed to Jackson State. Uh, you have that signing along with so many other four stars and three stars that. Um, a lot of themselves with HBCUs, a huge day uh, within um, the HBCU stratosphere when you talk about all these new names that are now coming to the forefront. Hashtag JSU broke the internet again. Indeed, indeed, very much so. That was huge, that was huge. Hey, I got a chance to talk to Coach Prime, literally just exchanging in the lobby of the Omni, 
which is a, one of the reasons we come early. You just never know the networking things that you really get to talk to people back behind the scenes. Um, the time to do that is really early before the common storm. And I won't say everything that Coach Prime talked about, but he wanted to make sure that I let the people know that he's not done yet. Not done. He just, he just getting started. He said, There are more gifts under the Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I tell you, a lot of folks out there were nervous. But I do want to say this. You also had Alabama A&M. To me, they hit a home run. They had a lot of four-stars, three-star players. Um, some of them four-stars have transferred, three-stars. A lot of solid freshmen that come in. I thought they did really well as, uh, uh, as well in terms of the, obviously didn't have the five-star. But those that are in terms of HBCU football, you want to get the lot, they did well. What do you think in terms of what Alabama A&M did? It was huge. And we talked about – you know, I think a lot of people kind of give it a little bit, but it's sort of a, that, that real thing, the rising tide lifts all boats. And Alabama a and they did a tremendous job yesterday in terms of the signing. The swag is going to be so much fun over the next two, three years, watching these players develop and, and come into uh, this atmosphere. Hugh Jackson now at Grambling, you know he's going to go out and go get some players. Kind of man, transfer quarterback from UCLA. UCLA to yeah, yes, indeed. Kind of man, a tremendous job there. Willie Simmons and fam, you. I, I guess when you take a look all around the swag, it's going to be a lot of tremendous football being Six months a year to deal with him, fam. You and guess what? Willie Simmons is not done either. He made sure that he got his uh crop. Is he got a lot of four star transfers, three star players on both sides of the ball, really telling the players what are your thoughts in terms of what fam you did? Yeah, I mean, when you take a look at some of their signings, I mean, uh, it, you just take a look at how the paradigm is shifting. You know, Dr. Bill, I keep saying that. Uh, we're upon a renaissance, and I think that renaissance is starting to dawn when you start talking about these athletes that are starting to come back to HBCUs. It is so unique. It is such a fun time to be a fan of the swag, to be a fan of the media. There you go, your VP of athletics over there. He's he, he trying to negotiate some big deal over there. Always. Uh, so we'll be, yeah, we'll be shouting out folks as they come by a pass and stuff like that. So you'll have to deal with us. Hey, 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 what, what you going to do, man? So he's coming there showing some love. What's going on, brother? Tell the people what's up. Hey, man. Hey, hey, Jack, thank you for coming, baby. Hey, I just played this ball just one time on the quarter. Hey, the five day challenge is gone. Check out the link. I just need $100. Really check it for me. There it is. Hey, it's nothing like an HBCU, baby. Hey, right here, hold up. Give me, send me the link. Text me the link. You got my $100 because I like what you're doing. I appreciate it. You know that. You know I'm real with it. With that being said, as we get in here, the problem I have, hashtag Eastern Division, uh, slow down. Woo! I mean, the West Division, Coach Chain, hey. is the name of the game. So we'll see if we can take our rifle crown back in the West. When you stop and take a look at Alcorn, Grambling, Prairie View, Texas Southern in the mix. UAPB was in the spring championship. The Southwestern Athletic Conference is a about awful. They be oh, definitely not. And then what was almost didn't uh um, Cedric Thornton going <laughs> from all corn to glam. Oh my god. You talk about one of the preeminent defensive coordinators in the conference. Uh, and, and you you'll see his name on the short list of a lot of Head coaching uh, vacancies, but uh, you're talking about Grambling, a uh, huge game. That was, uh, huge. That was yeah, huge. huge. I think that's going to be one of the quiet things that people will pick up a little later in terms of uh, off-season moves that, that wasn't uh, really talked about a lot. And it's just because of timing, in terms of Celebration Bowl, obviously with the five-star with Travis Hunter and what the other programs in the East and Durham's in terms of recruiting. So it's going to be fascinating. But February Saturday is going to be another big day. We might have a couple of other things, like you said, under the Christmas tree in between there, but that's another beat marker. More to come. More to come. I think that's the thing. More to come. <laughs> we, heard it. we heard it here. There's more to come. I can't stand you. I can't stand you. This is Dr. Bill with Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Watson, Charles Bishop. 
Uh, we're all in excitement. If you haven't seen or heard by now, we're actually at uh, the Celebration Bowl in Atlanta at the College Hall of Fame Museum where they do the Champions Banquets uh, with the host. They'll bring in the new class of the Black College Hall of Fame. They'll get a chance to be introduced, formally talking about the fact when they'll have their ceremony, which is moved from February into the summer now. And so you get that final notification of who's going to be in this class, which would be fascinating when out there. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back after this break. And then we'll give a shout out for some of those that are following us in there. Shout out to G Boom Holly. He's usually here with us, but uh, looks like he couldn't make it this year. So um, we'll make sure that we show him all the proper love that he should get. Stick with us. This is Dr. Bill inside HBC Sports Lab. We'll be right back after this quick break to give you the Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay. Call Cuvée. Nope. Nope. Want him? Ooh, I like him. The Quicker Picker-Upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the Quicker Picker-Upper. Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon, so now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language, and she really loves her grandson. Like, really loves. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCU Pride Joy on Facebook and Twitter. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot left, and who the ball, So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes sir, and pay attention. This is Dr. Bill inside HBC Sports Lab. Right now, give you an update. The teams have been seated. You have Jackson State. To give you a background. They're in their blue uh, jackets. They have custom. From Strahan Partnership, yep. right? With the mm-hmm. famous JSU logo. You have South Carolina State. They're in here as well. Uh, moving around, you have the Hall of Famers in their red jackets. So everybody's looking really nice. People are getting ready to start things up. Uh, you have the Disney on the yard in terms of the introduction of Mickey. I wonder if he's in the house, the drum majors. I see some of the drum majors that train him were in the house. I saw that. So that's going to be fascinating. I did want to say this before we get into the MEAC and the television and some other additional news uh, from a basketball perspective. Some key wins this couple of weekends. Texas Southern got another win. They did it with eight players in terms of COVID, so that's fascinating. But what I wanted to make sure we talked about is BCSN uh, will have an exclusive February signing day program. They'll go uh, all day, multiple hours a day. They'll have live drop-ins with coaches providing updates. Some of the players that are signing, they'll debut. Some of them will be able to do it on the show. Other ones will talk about why they made the move and signing. So you'll get your exclusive geared towards HBCU signing day, and that'll be brought to you right here by BCS in our network. I'm excited about that. You know, I'm going to sneak in there and say a couple of things here and there. I'm sure Charles will be smiling to find a way to get his two seats. Yeah, I'm enjoying signing day. It's so much fun. Yeah, I've never seen you had this kind of fun before. 
Uh, and, but you deserve it. I mean, fans, this is what you live for. Um, and I told you from the beginning, take all this in. Enjoy it. Soak it in. You, among other true fans that have been with the ups and downs of the programs, when you get these type of highlights, um, you just never know. So get into it. Yeah. Well, let's get back into it a little bit. MEAC announces 2022 ESPN basketball television schedule from the MEACsports.com where it's coming from. Four regular season matchups. And these are, you got to think about these matchups are on the ESPN networks, but you'll have other games that MEAC produces where they have their own games on. But this is games that are directly negotiated and owned by ESPN in the conference. And so some of these matchups, uh, when you talk about the tips off, should be interesting. And Morgan say that Norfolk State, that Monday, January 24th, you're getting into some action. Two teams that are expected to be at the top of the conference. So that'd be fast one. Then you have the Monday after that, the 31st, you have Norfolk State at North Carolina Central, a 9 p.m. tip off. You have a Monday, February 14th, uh, Valentine's Day, right? That's North Carolina Central at Coffin State, 7 o'clock. Then you have a February 21st. Uh, four straight weeks, you have Coppin State at Howard. Um, that's on the men's side. What are your thoughts in terms of those and not in terms of those matchups? A lot of tremendous matchups, especially when you talk about the start that Norfolk State has had to this season. Uh, they have been a, a true uh, gift to HBCU basketball with the way they started off the season. And then you talk about them playing against Morgan State, uh, North, uh, North Carolina Central, always a favorite within the MEAC. So uh, you, we got some tremendous matchups coming up that ESPN is going to be broadcasting. We talk about exposure, exposure, exposure. So this is what it's about. Uh, really what you want the, uh, the MEAC to really get that platform. And the side platform for the conference as well. Great point. And then you also have the fact that you have a tournament, which will be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. You have quarterfinals, which will be played over two days, Wednesday and Thursday. Then you have the semifinals on Friday, and then obviously the championship game is Saturday, which will be on ESPN, as you know, one of the networks. So that's going to be fascinating to see what that looks like. Um, so I'm fascinated in terms of what's going on there. You can hear the program that's going on behind us here. Uh, ESPN events, they're uh, – um, they're sending the players now and whatnot. So this is a tremendous experience for these guys to get a part of this. Okay. Let's see if we can let you listen in just for a little bit, and then we'll come right back to it. My pleasure to be there. Perfect. That's all we Perfect. Okay. So a very interesting question Willie Alex Hines puts out there. Uh, can the SWAC take the next step? And do that on the national level. Yeah, I think it depends on how you really define that. I think in a lot of ways, HBCUs are national. It's a very unique perspective of being in the United because it's a unique market. So I'm, I'm imagining he's talking about past that niche market. Can they do it? Um, I think there are a lot of impediments for that to happen about all the influx of money that's taking place. It'll be a challenge to do that. But I think with what you're seeing taking place now is certainly a chance for HBCUs to take the next step of being more of a traditional or what we see now as a national brand uh, in a collection. I certainly think the SWAC is really ahead of the game. I think really for that to take place in the seriously, you have to see the SWAC move to the FDS level. There's a plan on that. You know, will it really happen? We'll see. How long it will take another question. And that is something that will give you a better idea than we take that natural step. What are your general thoughts on this, all? That's a, a very interesting question in terms of taking the next step. Um, I, I think you can make a great argument that the talent level will have gone up tremendously. Um, when you start talking about four-star players, players that were at Power 5 programs, and, you know, we had a very interesting conversation with Coach Dennis Thurman the other night where he talked about, you know, there is another level that an athlete goes to, and he's able to impose his will on an athlete that is not at that level. And we're starting to see, you know, 
I think we saw it a little bit with Jackson State this past year that they definitely had a, a, a team that, you know, you have to close the wheel at times. But, you know, when you start talking about the rest of the teams in the conference, they're getting their talent level up as well. So and this is why I think it's going to be so much fun, so, so exciting. Well, yeah, it's going to be next issue is to see if they're going to be a team that rises to really provide a foil to Jackson State. Yeah. Right now, it looks like that team may be Could it be Alabama and m There's been a little bit of, you know, back and forth. Them winning the championship last year. The one point off of them. Do you get a crossover route? You know, for everything to change there. But what does that look like? I think that's going to be important to see who's going to step up and at least try to provide a platform for yeah. Jackson State to serious to have a framework. And it has to be above the rob. If it's a robbery, it's great. You know, if it's Southern, for example, Grambling, and, and now Jack uh, Pam, you, but it has to be above that. I think the other interesting thing is we start talking about this infusion of coaches that we have not seen within the HBCU ranks. And how does that – Juxtaposed with coaches that we have seen within the HBCU ranks, I think that's a fascinating look see going forward as well. As who got it right? Who's athletic administration sort of got it right? So I think those are you know just questions to ponder going forward. Shout out to Lonnie. Uh, must admit, to some degree, we kind of missed North Carolina A and T uh, being in the mix here. It, it seems like they had did all that. He <laughs> says y'all better watch out for South Carolina State mascot Bulldog Spike. He may have gotten his implants for the CB. Yeah, he, they going to have a bite. It, it, it's not that people overlook South Carolina. But yeah. the reason so much focus is on Jackson State is because of what they have done this year. Um, and I think it's less about trying to be dismissive of South Carolina, South Carolina State, excuse me, but it's about in terms of how impressive uh, Jackson State has been. But like any football game, I mean, you've got to play it. It's, it's played on the field. So, you know, there's some things that, that South Carolina State is planning for that will be good. It'll be good. To me, the question is, is if, and a lot of people haven't really watched Jackson State. They've just seen the score right at the end, and they saw the wins add up. So if you hadn't watched the team and you may have seen the scores or you may have gotten to the statistics or you've seen parts of games, you'd be like, this team may not be overwhelming in terms of what you see until you see that. The unique thing to me about Jackson State, obviously you go uh, 11-1, you're talented. You know, let's let's not belittle anybody. If you win your conference, South Carolina State, you're talented, you know. But when you talk about Jackson State is, to me, one of the best qualities is the thing that you can't necessarily measure is in that fourth quarter, maybe that second half, but certainly that fourth quarter, it's something about that team. And obviously, oftentimes the credit is going to go to the head coach, Coach Prime. Um, I think it also needs to go to uh, Coach Thurman, as you talk about, that we massively got a chance to talk to last night, which is a whole lesson in itself when you talk to him. I said it's a TED talk listening to him. Oh, yeah. you can yeah. sit back there. We'll have to talk about that in a whole other show. Maybe we can do it at the second half. Of but it's the fact that they just seem to know how to win. They make plays that lead to wins. And so it's not so much that they're being overwhelming, which scary is that might be the next phase in Jackson. But right now, I would say they're ahead of schedule. If you go get Jackson State uh, without other things coming into it, this is the year to do it. But the problem is, is they know how to win. Um, they will make plays in a game at crucial times that leads to W. So that's the thing that somehow South Carolina State has to find a way to stop. How are they going to make sure that South Carolina, I mean, Jackson State doesn't make those crucial plays, whether it's on special teams, whether it's a big play from Shador Sanders to Wiseman, a wide receiver, or whether it's a defense getting a turnover, setting up offense, or God forbid, if you're South Carolina State Bulldogs and media fans, that they get you the type of pick six or a turnover for a touchdown that you see. And they've done that in various games where you were saying, all right, somebody's going to get them. Yeah. By the end of the game, you'd be like, no, not really. The thing that sticks out for me with Jackson State, number one, they've been battle-tested all season. They have gotten teams best punch. Um, but they, they seemingly know how to finish. You literally have to go to the Mississippi Valley State game 
to find a team now that has scored in the fourth quarter on Jackson State. So that's a very interesting statistic. When you hold on, let me pause that. When you dropped that statistic last week, it hit me. You know, I think I like to stay on it. And you know, Mike's talking about them data points. When you dropped that one on me, I don't think people have paid attention to it. Say that again. The last team that has scored a point touchdown in the fourth quarter is who? That's State. That was, that was the last team that scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter. They seem they to have a finishing kick. Four or five games. Yeah, yeah, they played four games since then. So you, you stop and really kind of conceptualize it like they really are making plays. They're figuring out how to win ball games at the end. I, I think, you know, and I've said this, energy creates synergy for this football team. Uh, somehow one good play begets another good play. We saw that especially uh, in the Southern game. Uh, when they were, their back was against the rope uh, down there in Baton Rouge. I thought they had it. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I thought Southern had it. I, said, and, I thought the old rivalry is going to slip again. They got a defensive stop toward the end, and then somehow, some way, they were able to make a play as, as Josh Leolato walks through here. So, But, I mean, they, they figured out, you know, some type of way to make plays in the fourth quarter, and I think that's a huge sort of underrated thing that you can go on for with that. But, yeah, so calm before the storm, players are getting up, they're getting their plates um, in the line. They feed them really life here. Um, if you've been to a bowl, and for those that may have not, this is truly a bowl atmosphere. This year they added the fact that they even flew the teams in. First class, you got some JSC footage out there where they own the plane. It was really nice. You got some South Carolina State footage on there in terms of when they were landing, of how they were all with the glasses on, with the bags, of getting that professional look they see for those big games to see a feet. And I think that's fascinating. They have a multiple event. They go to the hospital. Yesterday they were at the Coca-Cola World where they gave a tour, um, had speakers come in, including dignitaries from the city, welcoming them to officially. And like I said, today's the champion. So today's really nice because you get a historical perspective. You get to go back and hear about some of these legendary folks that you hear probably alumni talking about. And some of them may not may not know, but they get a chance to touch them. I can't wait to go upstairs and for these guys to see this hologram of W.C. Gordon, to see this hologram of, of Big John Merritt, to see this hologram of, of Jerry Rice, to see this hologram I mean, this is really unique. And then you get an opportunity to see all the famers um, recognize that are And they're moving around. You'll see them take pictures. Um, you'll see the um, those that are up for awards. You'll see that today in terms of those finalists. So that's going to be really good. But we're up against it. Let's take our next break, and we'll come back and give you the last half of the show. This is Dr. Bill inside ACC Sports Lab. We're here in Atlanta, Georgia, for the – Celebration Bowl. That's the Cricket Wireless Celebration Bowl at the Champions Dinner here at the College Football Hall of Fame Museum. Check it. We'll be right back after this break. For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn, embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival, this is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home, and together, we can be the change. Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk, chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock in downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. So we've got 
Mangos Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock in downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992 or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mangoes Caribbean Restaurant, authentic Caribbean cuisine. You see, Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love love and move about. So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Watson, Charles Bishop. Uh, Mike Watson is on assignment. We're here as you heard all so long, giving you a live broadcast, taking in there. Tomorrow morning, get up with us. We'll be on Radio Road, give you some more. We'll talk really a little more about the matchup. Today, we want to set the stage for the atmosphere, take you behind the scenes for those that hadn't seen a part of it. I know a lot of our listeners have been in Atlanta for the Celebration Bowl and parties, but now we're going to give you just a little bit more of that insight. Let me go back to you and just talk a little more about the aesthetic of this place. Talk about your thoughts and just, just how you feel when you come in here and see all this. You know, and what's phenomenal. You talk about the, the hologram and things like that. So give me a little more. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is, uh, if you're a, a true college football fan, uh, to get an opportunity to walk in and see the magnificence of all the helmets around uh, FBS, FCS uh, teams, but to go up there and actually uh, look at the various kiosks of uh, of tremendous moments in college football history, uh, to see that the history of HBCU football has been recognized to hit kiosks and to pull up a hologram of famous coaches, did Eddie Robinson, did W.C. Gordon, did uh, famous players, Steve Urban there, Jerry, Jerry Rice. Uh, it is truly an overwhelming experience if you're a college football fan. So I encourage uh, all of our HBCU fans to make sure that you make a pilgrimage. Uh, to the Celebration Bowl, and then take in the sights and sounds of Atlanta and, of course, come to the College Football Hall of Fame because it is a tremendous experience to be a part of it. Uh, Dr. Bill, you and I, we have not missed the Celebration Bowl. Uh, this is the, what, our sixth or six celebration, six celebration bowl. Yeah. and it so, would be more uh, except for they don't have no more That's right all. exactly so it, it has been a real fun experience to be a part of and then to be able to um ingratiate ourselves within this uh, um atmosphere where we broadcast it live from here this is the first so to get an opportunity to do all that and then uh for me it's a very unique experience my my team that i've grown up on has actually made it to the celebration bowl so it, it, it's phenomenal for me <laughs> It's a great point you're making there in terms of how it changes when it's your team. You know, we've been here covering it's your team. And uh, to that point, you know, to see, you know, both of us have been a part of the SWAC championship game in terms of winning, losing that side of it. But it's different when the winner gets to go on to the celebration bowl and the loser has to go home. So... Yes, you did. I know you. There were some questions out there that you thought about that you wanted to kind of discuss. What are, What are you going on there? You know, one one of the things they really jumped out yesterday, and I give folks prime all the credit in the world. You talked about the signing of uh, Travis Hunter today, uh, but there was all this negative backlash with regard to him signing at a HBCU uh, from national publications, even from within our own community. Like, how could it happen? And, it, and for whatever reason, it was completely hard to conceptualize that a five-star athlete could look at an HBCU, could come to an HBCU game, because it's documented that he was at the Jacksonville All-Foreign game, that he could see 58,000 people there in the stands and not only get the exact same thing that he would get at a Florida State-Miami football game, but the environment of the bands battling each other, 58,000 people, a football game, and to actually conceptualize and be a part of that was so very hard for a lot of HBCU fans and, of course, national fans of college football. And I just thought that that was just a, a unique sort of dynamic to really step back and take a look at. Well, let's, let's first time and be fair with it. And then we can go a little deeper in there. Um, and we will get into the battle of the bands. We're going to talk about this because, you know, my poll ranking. It's frozen this week, just like the overall polls where we talked about. But it is a top 10 matchup when you have 
uh, South Carolina State, the Marshall 101 at number nine, and Jackson State at number three. So the top 10 matchups, just like a top five matchup on the field in terms of two champions that were undefeated in terms of the conference play. But this had never been done, not just for HBCU, since it's been recorded. Now, that's a short history, so we need to talk about that, too. So a lot of folks fathom this because their memory is not long. So they're not going back to talk about the history of some of the, literally, the legendary players at the professional level, NFL, for the most part, that were so much legendary that they actually had awards named now at both the FCS level and coaches as well, right? Um, and so that's part of it that, that those that are in it see that and understand that there's a rich history that you can touch back on. So this has never been done at the FCS level since they started recording this framework of four and five stars. So Coach Prime got kind of hit for that, that he was going to go after four or five star and that he had a great class and never did done for it. I tried to tell everybody, relax. He's not saying that these players are greater than those past legends. He's saying since they started recording this, this is the best record it had. That's accurate statement. And if you're about branding, you always got to talk about your accolades. One of the things that we have to be careful for, we busted Coach Prime in terms of doing that. But some of the best institutions, they do that all the time. You think Alabama is bashful of telling you about how many championships they want or what Nick Saban's going to do? And this and this and how many star players he got, they calculated. Texas A&M, who had the number one rooting class, you think they're going to be quiet about that? That's a branding opportunity and how you make that a sustained point is you communicated effectively to the public that this is where we are. This is what the SEC is. This is what we're supposed to be about. This is why y'all going to be mad because we don't just stop. We go get more. We like glutton for punishment. We go bring in Oklahoma and Texas because why? Because we can not because it's right and we shouldn't. I'm just about money, but it's because we can. So that's what we're going to do. So that's one thing that you have to think about. So for a lot of people, it's hard to fathom because they don't know the history. So it's our job as folks that are protected in history or attached to the history or love the history or recognize the history is to communicate that effectively. Do these type of channels. Anytime you get a chance for somebody that's serious that want to be educated, for fools, you ignore fools. I don't I don't deal with fools. I let y'all go and knock them down. Some of y'all do some great jobs of putting them back in their place. But I really, uh, I like my elders when they talk about that. I do not, you know, teach folks that are, that are lower than me. You know, famous Dr. Hendrick talked about that in terms of so many different ways. And so Henry Clark, I'm referencing there, He's talk about that uh, in terms of he doesn't engage in debate. All of us, he teaches, right? And so if you know better, you know better, and you got to be careful in terms of who you truly engage with. Are they just trying to pick fun and belittle you? You don't entertain that. It's like your mom and your great-grandmother and our ancestors and our elders talk to but you look past that and you talk over that and you exactly. carry the torch in the way you hold it. And that doesn't mean you turn the other cheek. That means that you have a focus in what you're doing and you fight in terms of the real battles that you have in front of us. So I think it's important to contextually understand what is accurate in terms of history, but also in terms of time and moment. But how do you communicate that effectively so you can have more opportunities like this moving forward? Mm. Sure. So with that being said, let's take our last break and then we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit about the band. We'll close out and make sure you get a little more, uh, tell you some final thoughts in terms of what's going on here and, and make sure that you acknowledge. You see John Grant working the room, talking to everybody, doing his thing um, as he does. What are some of the other dignitaries you see in here, Charles? I know a lot of them up front, these Hall of Famers in here. You got a bit of beautiful mural that you have. Great mural back there, yeah. On there, so you can't see it, which is the um, framework of a champion will rise with has South Carolina State, Jackson State, Cricket Wireless Celebration Bowl, ABC. It's great to see that logo up the ABC. ESPN events in the corner there, 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And we will be in the building. personality here as well. So, yeah, uh, the we talk about who's them seeing it. So, they've gone in on it. So, stick with us. We'll be right back after this last break, uh, fourth quarter. We're going to go there and bring you four. And we're going to tell you about that. I also want to give a dignitary to a lot of the military, particularly Air Force Academy. As you know, 
they previously were the sponsors, a lot of those dignitaries about out here. So we certainly want to say thank you for their service and what they do in terms of allowing us to be able to do this in a lot of ways. Um, Dr. Mills inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, here on site, live here at the College Football Hall of Fame Museum in Atlanta, Georgia, for the Cricket Wireless Celebration Bowl Champions Banquet. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this last break. You see, Head & Shoulders has scalp shield technology, protects against flakes even between washes. It's never not working. Kind of like us. We're never not working. Number 15? That's my rub. Ooh, nice. Never not working. Never, ever, never, ever not working. Welcome, everybody, to Juneau, Alaska. I don't like this one. Me neither. Let's get out of here. Dandruff protection that's never not working. Head & Shoulders scalp shield technology. Spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger that's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. Really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. Now you can live in Texas and not have a good red meat blend. Texas Cowboy Dust is designed for steak and other red meats. It's out to be my most popular spice blend, made with onions, peppers, ground mushrooms, pink salt, and other spices. Texas Cowboy Dust also goes great with chicken, pork, vegetables, and has a restaurant-quality sheen to gravies and sauces. It's like a loot machine. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team if they want a lot left and root about. So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington Charles Vincent. Yeah. I see Lonnie talking about JSU schedule, Sam Houston State. Sam Houston State will be transitioning to FBS. So it'll be interesting that they're willing to play the game, first of all. And I'm more Carolina and Tika schedule, Sam Houston State. How about that? I'm going to ask in terms of what that looks like, uh, in terms of that, where they want to go. But the other thing is, you know, what are you going to talk about if the SWAC and JSU is FBS? Then I would like to see that Sam Houston State and Jackson State when it's FBS, when it's equal, when they provide an 85 scholarships and Jackson State playing 85 scholarships. So That's a whole, whole different framework. Playing 85 scholarships. You know, what does that look like then? So, you know, I, I'm talking about when you're really going to see where somebody is, is leveling the playing field when you're talking about the same scholarships. So I don't get into these little proven, put my chest out to prove myself. I'm looking at in terms of what it really means when you have the opportunity to measure people in terms of where they are when they're on equal footing in terms of scholarship opportunities with that. Let's get into the last segment where uh, there's also this little thing called about of the bands. It'll be zero quarter, right? Charles out here waving at some of the uh, Jackson State players as they're taking pictures in front of the helmets on the wall. James Houston, Arbor, Miles, Gaddy out there. Oh, Lord. Boy, boy. Tired of seeing them. I'm glad they had suits not the Uh With that being said, talk about this little band matchup. Top 10 matchup. This is going to be fascinating. Um, the world is getting to see two very exciting bands. I know South Carolina State people may not resonate in some of the top bands in that, uh, but they have a very solid band. So it's going to be fascinating when you talk about this matchup on national TV. And for the first time in five years, you're going to see a different band that you've seen the last four years, obviously dominated by North Carolina A&T, North Carolina A&T State Central got in there one time. You had all corners and saying Grambling got in there twice in terms of that. So now you have two different programs. So what are your thoughts in terms of this? Coming into this matchup, Jackson State is 6-2, and 4-2 and two overall. And remember in the poll rankings that I do for the marching sport, this is about competition. With That's two it. HBCU bands it. actually focus on each other and come together, what does that look like? And South Carolina State is sitting at three and two, one and one in terms of the race. 
uh, overall standing and conference standing. So they have five matchups. So you see Jackson State has played more of these. So that's going to be fascinating to see in terms of just the competitive juices. The problem with it. But general thoughts, what are your thoughts about the marching sport in the halftime? You've introduced a unique dynamic, and a lot of people are talking about that unique dynamic of actually ranking fans that battle each other. Like you mentioned, the marching one-on-one, uh, a lot of us have not had an opportunity, especially if you're over there in the, in the swag country, to, to see the South Carolina State marching band. Uh, but uh, people are well aware of the Sonic Boom of the South and, and what they bring to the table, their entertainment value. So get these two marching bands to battle it out in front of each other. I think it's going to be a, a very unique experience. Uh, looking forward to, you know, these swag meag battles where you get a contrast in styles, if you will. So uh, that's going to be fun to sit up and watch. And then, you know, we're staying in the hotel. Jack and Sonny Boom with the South. They, they will be in the hotel tomorrow. There's going to be a huge meet and greet for uh, Jack State National Alumni Association in our hotel as well. Uh, you get an opportunity to see uh, Hall of Famer Robert Brazil will be in the hotel. So looking forward to a lot more festivities around the Celebration Bowl, in addition to uh, a fun field uh, halftime show with the Sonic Boom and Child Marching 101. Great points there. As we kind of come to a close and get ready to uh, hold this out, I did want to give a shout out uh, to some of the leadership. HBCU alumni, Tiffany Don Sykes, named to the NCAA committee. People have heard about that. Senior Associate Athletic Director, Varsity Sports and Senior Women's Administrator, SWA. Um, she's one of those young guns that I talked about. In the SWAC, you've seen some of these young guns excel yeah. and become VPs of athletics. To me, she's one that's on the line, whether it's in the SWAC, Mia, see her. Obviously, um, you have a lot of those that are coming up that are in next in line. Dynamic crop of senior administrators, AD, that are, are taking uh, hold to fruition, if you will. You're uh, uh, starting to see all that movement, and they're bringing – a, a business dynamic, a business mind frame um, with regards to marketing, branding, uh, and things of that nature to uh, HBCs as well. So looking forward to even more of the, the, the young guns, if you will, to take their rightful place. Yeah, that's pretty cool when you talk about the Portland. Well, we're going to call it a show. They're about to start up. So we're going to get in here and get a chance to kind of relax and get back in there. So I did want to say that um, as we get out of here, I did want to say tomorrow, check us out in the morning. We'll be uh, going 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock. We'll be getting ready to go um, here and bring you two hours of coverage of what's going on. This is Dr. Neil with Inside HBC Sports Lab. I want to say thank you for joining and listening to HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, the Dean of HBC. Told me to come Inside HBC Lab, College of Sports, Mike Watson, Charles Bishop. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Mills Inside HBC Sports Lab every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 o'clock, Sunday at 9 o'clock, tomorrow 10 o'clock. Check us out. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Again, that's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Inside HBC Sports Lab on YouTube. Inside HBC Sports Lab on YouTube, Facebook. Dream big. Continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles? Of course. Lecture is great. Yes,